0: And we're back, boys. Oh, we're okay. in the studio. We're in Woo's Media Studios. We are, yes. Um, we're back. We have We haven't been here in a while. It's February. It's February. It's the end of February. Tomorrow is uh, Leap Day. Leap Day. Yes. Every, once every four years. Yeah. I read something that said um, that there's a whole solution to this, that if we just had 13 months... They could all have the same number of days, no. and you wouldn't need a leap a
1: leap day. That's that's not true. Th- that, that that's that doesn't end up working. But just I saw by it on the, the internet, march. Tyler. Okay, well, that's not true. One, there's a couple <laughs> solutions. One is you could celebrate New Year's six hours later every year so the new year wouldn't start until the 31st 6. is a is a 30 hour day or t- no no so, so this year is a leap year so it would start on midnight this year okay but next year the new year would start at 6 a.m the right. next day so the, the following day, uh, year would no, start because then that that gets too confusing exactly, in my but opinion that's like the, the you have to make the down. day
0: longer not not start new year at 6 a.m it's just like it's the same thing with like uh, uh daylight savings it's just you keep dropping that the, the the time back, but then that's going to fuck it. I, no, I like my solution better. Well, so we're going to go with my thankfully solution, Tyler. This,
1: this yeah, I, I don't even...
0: I used the internet to, to read about it, so I know it's real. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. anyways, we're back in the studio. We have a good show. We're going to talk the new College football playoff format. Uh, there's some news around that. We're going to talk a little bit about some recruiting stars. We've got extracurriculars coming up later. Tyler has a movie idea, which uh, movie you'll, you'll find out if Smitty and I green lit it or if we shut it down if we shut down the the movie pitch so um stick around for that but the main story in college football right now of course is the new playoff format and it's interesting because we came into this podcast saying hey we're going to talk about the five plus seven or it's the seven plus five five plus seven same thing five right? plus seven five Will. plus seven twelve team playoff but just today there's now a story on espn saying like, they're, we haven't even had a 12-team playoff yet. They're already discussing <laughs> expanding it to 14. So And it sounds like it's picking up steam. <laughs> so we may not even get a 12-team playoff. We may go straight from 4 to 14. And I guess I don't really understand what the reasoning is behind needing two more extra spots. Maybe it makes um, you know, qualification easier or something. I, I'm doing some reading here, just FYI, because we'll talk about the 5. We're still going to focus on the 5 plus 7 yeah. in our 12-team draft, right? Yes. But... The, I think the basic idea for the 14-team playoff is you would have multiple automatic qualifiers for each conference, right? So the way it would work from apparently what's being discussed is that you'd get three automatic qualifying spots for the Big Ten and the SEC, so we're going to guarantee we get three teams out of each one of those conferences. So this is like for the for the new proposition? Yes, this okay. is for the 14-team okay. proposition. You'd get two automatic qualifiers from the Big 12 in the ACC and one for the group of five, right? And then you have three at-large bids remaining. So that's the what is being, like, thrown out here
1: um, as uh well, as they, they want i think that they want to integrate notre dame and more right now the best notre dame can do with the five plus seven model is the is five. Fifth. right yeah so that's a even though i heard that their ad or president or whoever is representing them was a big deal getting this done right but i think it's just because it's the next step yeah. then the next step is to do something like that's where they have a chance to get a buy so just for clarification um because i haven't heard to it
2: referred to as the five plus seven so is that one from each conference and then seven at large is yes. that what
0: that means yeah, yeah, yeah
1: so so yeah that's a good question so So, washington state oregon state you're in (laughs) boom they're they're independence this year but so it's five highest ranked conference champions right okay so you your floor state the the weird (laughs) the the weird thing with that is obviously now without the pac 12 there's only like a power four right so it's going to be ideally probably or not ideally but probably the big 10 sec big 12 and acc champions yep and then the fifth seed is going to be like the AAC champion or the Mountain West champion, maybe. Huh. But but the the whole thing is they have to play the twelfth seed. So I'm wondering, is the fifth seed based on the five plus seven? So that's and then the uh, just to finish out what it is, then there's seven at large bids. Right. So the five champions and seven at large. Right. My thing is, I think that fifth seed is juiced because. All you have to do is like win the Mountain West, which I know it says all you have to do. It's still going to be a pretty good football team, but then they get the twelfth seed, who's going to be very, very a good, good team, but yeah. not as good as the eleven seeds down in a D.C. down. So if they happen to win you know when they get onto the next round it's just like interesting that the a, a team like that could have sort of a back door all because of the environment of college football right yeah right so well either way it's
0: awesome right we get to go from four teams to either 12 or maybe even 14 next year um i think it's great i think that like i honestly i mean obviously as a michigan fan I'm so pumped that Michigan won the, the four-team playoff this last year, but I feel like this last year's college football season would have been amazing to see a 12-team playoff because uh, for to sure. me, like there was not that clear division between the top four teams. Like There were good teams that we know were, were left out. You know, we, we saw what happened with Florida State. Georgia was left out. Ohio State was a really good team. They got left yeah. out. Like A 12-team playoff with what the field was last year would have been amazing, and the good news is that I think, like, looking forward, I expect next year to be uh, probably, uh, like, I don't I don't know that we're going to see a truly dominant
1: number one team no, next I year. I agree. I don't think last year was an anomaly. Right. I think it's going to keep continuing because, again, of the way college football is yeah. and these players are spreading out, as we've seen. So, sure. all right, should we do the draft? Yeah, let's do it. So, explain okay. what we're doing here. Yeah, so, uh, well, obviously, the bet board has been part of the show now for five years. I'm the five-time bet board champ. Uh, you know, I'm never gonna let that Not down. Ever. <laughs> but we're we're introducing something <laughs> new this year. It's called the uh, the sweatboard. And the sweatboard, which is gonna go right next to the bedboard on the wall, is uh between the three of us Will, uh Ryan, and myself, and it's different fun stuff we can do through the year. Now the bedboard, the winner is gonna get something good. You can follow us on on uh uh on Twitter right now at CFB underscore P O D. And we'll, you know, do some stuff there at the end of the year next year. But so there's like something good that happens for the bedboard champ, but the sweatboard loser also has to do a punishment. So yep. we'll do that at the end of the year, too. So here's how it works we're, we are going to draft 12 teams. So we each get four. Mm-hmm. And if your team makes the playoff, you get a point. That's it. It's easy. Okay. So you, the points go towards the sweatboard. That's how we're going to like chalk things out, okay. the share and count things. Here's so,
0: what I would suggest, too. Yes. Um, After we pick our 12, since it sounds like 14 maybe on the table, we have two at large for us, and those count in case we have 14. Oh, you know what, Will –
1: why can't we just draft 12 and just keep it there and make it clean? If they have 14, and they have 14. Well, because
0: what if we, we draft 12, and then one of the teams you draft gets the 13th or 14th spot? Why does he always have to spot? do this? Why does he always? They wouldn't have made the 12-team okay. playoffs. You know so what, Well, let's,
1: let's make 27 rounds, and we can draft every team in college football. Buckle up, folks. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no. think it's unreal. All right, that, that's fine. We'll do, we'll do 15 teams then. Um, <laughs> no, Jesus, just 13. I was scrambling
2: for 12. It's well. cool.
1: I'm, I'm, we're going rapid fire. So, all right, uh, no, how are but, we going to? But, but you guys don't understand. We have to add three teams if we each get one more pick. Right. So it would be fifteen overall picks. Right, because there's twelve picks right now. Okay, let's just do this, you guys. Okay. Wait. So f- first <laughs> no, pick No, I'm overall. confused now. Don't lump me I in thought, with I him we're each, <laughs> I thought we're each. picking twelve teams. No. no, Will doesn't listen. You see, Ryan, what I deal with on a. I'm. Okay, I'm glad I, Ryan's I hear what you Okay, then we'll stick with twelve. Now I understand what you're saying. I'm sorry. Do you appreciate now what I have to deal with when you're
0: gone, Ryan? Cause he, well, I he thought acts we were like doing a draft, happen. and then we each get 12 teams. and One but, through 12.
1: Yeah, okay. Snake draft. We each get four teams. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, we can have duplicates, right? Uh, no. No. No dupes. draft. No. It's a draft. No, oh, it's a draft. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exa- have so, you guys never done a fantasy football so a draft, so there's, draft there's, before? Smitty no, and I we were – I thought with
2: 12 picks, that's why this kind of wasn't making sense with me. All right. We're going to have randomizer. duplicates.
1: Randomizer, Ryan, Will, TRWT. Okay, Will's got the first pick. Boom. Ryan's got the second pick, and we I got the third pick. Boom, boom, boom. All okay. right, well, we're staking it, so let's go. With the first pick, Yes. Uh, team Will takes Georgia. Okay, Ryan, you are next. Not bad. I'm going to go Ohio State. It's just to make the playoff nice. member. Okay. Ohio State. Ohio State's off the board. I am taking... Um,
0: Oh, man. We're going to go Florida State. Wow. Bad. That is a
1: bold first-round move. And I, Tyler well, for I, two. I am back-to-back back here. Um, we are going to go... Let's go... Uh, nah, ooh, We're going to go Utah. Wow. I think Utah is going to win the... There's baton. some... Okay. I'm going
0: to go Texas. Okay. I'm going to take uh Alabama. And with my next pick, I will take. Um. Hmm, wow, this isn't when it's really starting to get nitty gritty, huh? Clemson. It's a good pick. Uh, I'll go with LSU.
1: All right. I will take. Oregon. Hmm. Man, made it a while. And I'll also take. Hmm. I'm going to take Ole Miss. Ah, I was hoping that one would
0: be waiting for me. <laughs>
1: I'm going to go Mizzou. Uh, is this still on the board, Texas? No. No. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so, so far, because this is the last pick of the draft, so far uh, Will's got Georgia. Ryan with the second pick to Ohio State. I took Florida State with the third pick. I took Utah with the fourth pick. Ryan took Texas with the fifth pick. Will took Bama with the sixth pick. Uh, Ryan, uh, no, Will back to back. Will Bama, Clemson. Ryan's got LSU. I took Oregon and Ole Miss. Ryan took uh, Mizzou. Mizzou and Will took who? Um,
0: all right, we'll take Michigan. Fuck it, let's go back to back playoffs. Back to right. back to back to back.
1: There you go. Well, yeah, little draft there. Those are our teams taken: Georgia, Ohio State, Florida State, Utah, Texas, Bama, Clemson, LSU, Oregon, Ole Miss. Missouri and Michigan. I'm going to slaughter you guys. Yeah. I don't know good. if Missouri can back that up back do back-to-back years like that. We'll see. I'm going to that that would be impressive, but they were good last year and that's I the thing like about the Missouri drink. last year. The drink-a-wits. Well, sure. look, they sh- th- they I was show on up them early. In the, in the the advanced stats. Like they really <laughs> do well where you look for good teams to perform. And usually what happens is teams like Missouri, well, I say teams like Missouri, teams who overperform It's they get lucky. They win games they maybe shouldn't. They maybe aren't as talented as their record. I think Missouri was really good last year. Sure. I think we should remember it. They had
0: some five-star guys on their team. And
1: Tyler, that is a perfect segue to recruiting talk. Recruiting. Uh, So nothing really out of the ordinary with transfers or recruiting. Uh, I I definitely recommend 247 Sports if you kind of want to go look at the rankings there. But today we're going to talk about stars, the, the ranking system, right? It's very interesting I think the idea of five stars, four stars, three stars, all the way down to one or even unranked players and what this is. And I've learned recently more about this. I think it's it's fascinating. Um, I don't even know if, if you guys realize this, but these stars actually are meant to represent NFL futures. There's nothing about these stars that are meant to represent college. How they're going to perform in college. Okay. So here's what they huh. are actually like mean. A five-star is going to be a first-round pick. That's why usually you're never going to get more than like 34 to 35 five-stars because how many uh, picks are in the NFL draft? 32. How did I not know that? Right. I, I thought the same thing. And so five what? a five-star is going to be a first-round pick. Interesting. And a four-star is a future NFL draft pick overall. Oh, okay, and that kind of equates to it. Three stars like three stars. Three star the definition Canadian is needs a few years to contribute to a college team not likely to make the NFL.
2: Wow.
1: Uh, two stars I never right? know this. Two stars is can contribute at lower level FBS colleges and one star is will have little to no success in college football. Mm. Zero stars means, you know, you f- go to to the other we brother. are we are we're zero stars. That's what we are. Oh, exactly yeah. <laughs> so and it's funny because that's when you go incredible. back and look all the way even back to the, to 2000 you know 20 24 25 years ago the math always worked out to where uh okay l- l- let me just give you the example because i have the numbers right here going back the last 20 years on average per year here's how many stars there were there were 33 five stars which is just one more than 32 that's what, so that right. makes sense. There were 325 four-stars on average, which is a little higher but th- than the actual draft, but it gets worse. And uh, just to quickly rewind, there's 224 draft picks that are guaranteed. Right. But you know what's what was weird to me, looking at these numbers? There's a lot more picks every year because of traded picks. Compensatory picks. Compensatory picks. So on average, there's like 250 picks a year, which is crazy. This year alone, in 2024, this year's draft that's going to happen in a month or whatever. There's 257 picks. Yeah. So it's crazy how many well, more Well, and picks a lot of
2: that, too, with the compensatory, it depends on what that NFL team lost in free agency. Mm. What that player's worth depicts what your comp- compensatory pick is. So there's a lot more being,
1: players being drafted than you may think. So with that number in mind, 257, uh, 325 four-stars isn't that jarring. It's not that out of the ordinary. Okay? But it gets worse. And there's an interesting trend that I'm seeing happening. There's more and more players being ranked 5 and 4 stars in recent years. Mm. And I think there's a reason for this I'll talk about in a second. But this year alone, 247 Sports has 37 5 stars. Oh, boy. Okay? They also have 441 4 stars. When the average for the last 20 years has been 325. Mm. There's 120, almost 120 more players who are 4 stars this year. it so, thinks of a conspiracy. Uh, so, obviously... <laughs> Something's happening here, right? Like, something's going on. There's more players projected to be in, to be in the NFL than can be in the NFL based on the definition of what these stars are meant to represent. So, I think the Will's right. This stars business has mm. gotten dirty. Yep. It's gotten really dirty. Okay. Big star. Now, the history of this, quick history lesson, because you got to know this. Well, wait a minute. Before you get in this, yeah,
0: yeah. Could it be because how many guys also even are undrafted that then go and make you know, a tryout for camp and make an NFL roster, would well, that possibly
1: account for it? No, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Okay, so, so this all stems back to 1998, when Rivals launched on the scene. Yep. Rivals.com was established in 98. It was probably actually early 2000s when they really had, like, made an impact, but it was used for a while sparingly. No one really cared. It was all just eye test, eye test. You know, that stuff's nonsense was, like, the rhetoric. But eventually, like in the mid-2000s, it started to kind of catch on and really gain steam. And then fast forward to uh, 2010, 247 Sports launched. And now if you ask me, 247 Sports is like the preeminent, they've kind of overtaken rivals. They're more trusted. They do a better job. And that's part of what we'll get to is the accuracy of these things matters. And that's how we grade these these companies years in the, in the future. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to look good for your company. Like it didn't for rivals cause they were inaccurately grading players. So that's part of it, but that's a little history because you've got to know that because it's, it, it's a fairly new thing that's happened. It's these two companies that are kind of running everything. Okay. And we're seeing this increase in four and five stars. I think that's all happening for two reasons. The first is these outlets like two, four, seven arrivals want to protect themselves. Okay. The more the public sees these rankings, use these rankings, the more data there is, the more ESPN talks about I mean, think about it. There are articles written, tweets sure. about it. That's how your your fan base, right. how do you judge how well you did? You look at the ratings. How well do we do in the rankings? This means so much and it's increasingly meaning more and more that I think that 247 is, it's like an insurance thing. If they're ranking 441 four stars, they're more likely to get those four stars in the NFL so they seem like they're doing a better job ranking them, right? So it's a scammy system. So that's mm-hmm. the first thing. The second is, and this was crazy to me. Did you guys realize coaches call two four seven and ask their players to be changed? I've heard of that, yeah. Like, and it happens both ways. It, it doesn't always happen for us. You seen this you'd think it would happen where the coach call and say, "Hey, my guy's doing well. He should be a five star. What's going on?" Recently, Ohio State, this very week, Ohio State, one of their offensive linemen was upgraded from a four star to a five star. Right. Magically, you think Ryan Day had anything to do with that? I bet you he did. But it also happens for coaches saying... Downgrade this, a, guy, downgrade so this no one, guy so that other people don't go after him. Or he doesn't want to go. Because if my three-star Vanderbilt is now a four-star... He's gonna to want to go play right. somewhere else, or or and this happens to like the mid level schools, and so there it, it's going on both ways. It's a shady fucking business. Oh, now it's man. happening more We've and more. We've a conspiracy here. It's happening more and more for the goes all the way to city hall, folks. <laughs> it's happening more <laughs> and more the for top. the four and five stars because I think that what I said earlier does matter a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's weird that that's happening. Now I have a quote here from Andrew Ivins of Two Four Seven Sports. He Shout works for Ivan. the company. Okay, here's his quote. Quote. It matters. And he's talking about uh, coaches' opinions on these stars. Quote, it matters to them. When it comes to crunch time, they're going to make some phone calls and try to get their guys moved up. And what this is referring to is their draft classes. Right, right? That's where they're going to call and say... This guy is better. What are you talking about? Just like Ohio State's guy, right? They're going to call and say, this is nonsense. How do you have him a three-star? He should be a four-star. You right. guys don't know what you're talking about. It, it, at least lobby for him. They may change it. They may not change it. But it's crazy to me that someone from 247 Sports is acting like this is normal. Oh, yeah, they're going to call. They're going to fight for their well, guy. It's like, this, that, is, this is a weird thing. That would make sense sometimes, though, right? Like, let's say let's say a
0: school like Ohio State, for example, mm-hmm. scouts a kid that has a two- or a three-star rating from a high school in the middle of nowhere that really isn't being seen a lot, and they say, hey, this guy actually is awesome. We want him on our team. And it's it's not so much about, hey, we want our guys to have four stars, but then the fact that they offer him and then he signs with Ohio State, more scouts then look at that and then go, hey, what's up with – how come Ohio State's signing this two-star guy from middle of nowhere Wyoming? Let's look into this. And then they they look at more film and they go, actually, this guy is
1: really good. Now we see it. We're going to bump him up. You're actually dead on – and I think that's that's Shocking. exactly what's going on. And that's leading to, to my next point. So I think that's what's happening here is is both sides are kind of helping each other out. Because right. 247 also, like I said earlier, doesn't want to be wrong. Right. And so they're thinking, wait a minute. We must be wrong with right. this two-star if Ohio State's looking at him. So I think that process may even happen without the coach wanting to get involved anyway. Right. But right? So I two, can see the other way, too, where the so, coach
0: is, like, bumping him up.
1: But so when this is both happening, both sides so, – so I think the fascinating thing is here – Just the interesting thing is both sides have to be good at their job. 247 and rivals have to be good at their job. And coaches have to be good at recruiting independently. But in a weird, paradoxical way, they kind of blindly rely on the other to be really good at their job in order for them to keep their job. So, like, they need each other so badly and it's gotten so this not it's gotten so tight mm. over the last couple of years it's 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 crazy what's going on so the stars rating system you're predicting then a Recruiting market crash. This is like the the housing
0: crash or the stock market crash, where we have inflated values here, and the system is too reliant on each other, and really the the true value is somewhere less than that. So, okay, I think that we're going to see recruits. We're going to see a market crash. I'm going to sell all my two four seven stock right well, now. Look,
1: I know you're joking about this, but here's what's going to happen: there is going to be a figurative market crash, sure. and it's going to be the fan base market crash because. A lot of fan bases are going to get sold that they have a better recruiting class than they right. do because of all these inflated rankings, yeah, yeah. and they're going to be disappointed, right? So that's going to be the crash that's going to mm. happen is a bunch of over-estimate, which maybe it's all part of the conspiracy to get people excited about football because when you think your team's going to be better— You know who's at the top it, who so. it goes
0: to? Yep. It goes to Saban. That's why he retired. He, he knew <laughs> that it was coming out, and he said, I'm going to get out before the shit storm comes.
1: All right, so I've got some interesting stats here before we uh, wrap up this portion of the show. Um, let's talk about how these stars have turned out. And I got this info doing my research from a really good YouTube. Uh, the, uh, the channel is Michael McKelvey, uh, so I would recommend checking him out. He he does a lot of like really cool stat stuff, like the NFL draft and college football. So he's a fan. R- of sure. Really cool. Uh, and the video that I saw this these stats on that I got this data from uh, was called uh, "Investigating the Accuracy of CFB Recruiting Rankings." So this is on YouTube. Um, all right. So according to th- this data. There's, well, according to his approach, which I think it was a really brilliant approach, there's two ways to evaluate this. One is to see how these stars turned out in terms of the All-Pro, because that's sort of like a a really... Like an NFL career ...good way to... Get how good were they? Right. And how, how how accurate were the stars, right? Because if the stars first round pick, so on. So, how the All-Pro, how many times did you make All-Pro, and then where were they drafted? Like, where was the perception of them coming into the league, okay? Right. Were these stars correct for their draft positions? So we're going to kind of like differentiate four and five stars, clump them together because they're supposed to be in the NFL, right? And then we'll put three stars on the other side. Okay, so in terms of success rate, being a four and five star, it's really interesting because running backs, there's almost a 70% success rate. You get a four star, five star running back, seven out of 10 times, they will go to the NFL. Wow. Um, Very, very easy to predict, at least compared to other uh, positions. You look at quarterback... 19% 19% wow. success rate. Crapshoot. Okay. Hmm. It's nuts. So here's a few other positions just to kind of give the numbers uh, D line, 58%. Wide receivers, 50 50. Hmm. If you're a four star, five star, half of them are going to go to the NFL. Interesting. Uh, which means the other half are made up of three stars, two stars, one stars, or zero stars uh, for receivers. Uh, defensive backs, 40% success rate. Offensive linemen, 27% success rate. Wow. Right. And these are all where they're drafted. Okay. So if you're drafted. you're supposed to be drafted or or you make to the nfl um that's counting in those stats okay okay quarterback like i said 19 percent success rate do you guys want to know quickly uh the quarterbacks top 12 quarterbacks dating back to 2000 with the most wins in the nfl how many of those 12 quarterbacks were rated a four or five star wait wait. so Hmm. the 12 quarterbacks dating back to 2000 yep going back to 2000 top 12 quarterbacks most wins okay how many many of them are four or five stars exactly.
0: I'm going to go what percentage? Of, or how many out of 12? How many out of 12,
1: yep. I'm going to go five. One. No fucking One way. One out of the 12, and it was Peyton Manning. Okay. Wow. The, the list is Brady, Breeze, Manning, Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, other Manning, Russell oh, Wilson, man. Brett Favre, Joe Flacco, Matt, Matt Hasselbeck. Oh, I had Flacco. Right? <laughs> so, So... It's super interesting, right? Because yeah, sure. So quarterbacks very hard to predict, yet they're so important. Okay, but mm. you know the 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 best thing about all this research, and the most I think kind of the most uh, eye opening thing, is when you look at the All Pro. Right. Okay. It's probably gonna be much more indicative. It's flipped. Yeah. It's flipped. So the quarterbacks who had a 19 percent success rate. Oh, excuse me, that was All Pro that we're talking about. That. So so those are the All Pro numbers. Okay. I'm sorry if, if I if I confused. It confused you, but the uh the seventy percent for running backs, D lineman, fifty eight percent, those numbers, quarterback nineteen, that was for the all-pro. all pro. Okay. Yes. The numbers for the draft is flipped. So quarterbacks are actually the highest on that on that uh, chart at thirty two percent. Meaning if you're a four or five star quarterback, you're, you're gonna get drafted more than any other position. Right. Right? Offensive lineman is second on this list. Remember okay. on the other list, offensive lineman was this second to last. Sense. So so then running backs are low? Running backs are dead last on that last 9%. So what does this no is tell way. us? This tells us that quarterbacks are, or at least uh, uh, people running the franchises, executives, GMs, they're more willing to risk sure. on a quarterback because the, the position means so much. They're offensive more willing to line. risk on offensive right. line because the position is so important, taking those swings, potentially taking those misses, because if you hit, it's so much more important. Right. The other thing is, I think that this is proof that these executives are no better than we are, and they get sucked into this stuff too. If they could really tell who these quarterbacks were going to develop into, they would take them early, regardless right. of stars. So they kind of get they kind of fall into the five star, four star thing too, right? Jimmy Clausen, when you look at his competition that year, was he really well? He was a five star, right? Or was he four star? But my point is, he yeah. falls into this category. So it's really interesting that the executives, how they look at it and what it means for college. Remember. Stats are meant to project NFL potential. Now, college potential and a fun little deep dive on on stars today. I can't believe that, that
0: where it all started with uh, how the f- what a five star and a four star and a three star means. That Crazy, I didn't right? Know that before that's yeah. insane. So, yeah, so now love it. great research.
1: Yeah, and uh, now we can keep an eye on that for the recruiting. So when you're looking up your team, keep that in mind. You know, maybe a little inflation with that, but yep. a little deep dive. Now that's different. Economics affecting, you, if, you uh, affecting a, recruiting uh, if you listen to a if you listen to a Neil deGrasse Tyson deep dive on stars going to be a little different than this deep dive on stars yeah you got to be careful how you uh, look at
0: this we do have a telescope in the room though so let's just we're interested in all kinds of stars here um that's amazing well uh stick around for the extracurriculars we got towers movie idea we got some fun stuff coming up thanks for listening
1: we can start right here today with the extras uh i have a movie idea and i want you guys to vet it is this going to make it or not and then maybe we do a quick casting session i don't know okay fill in the blank so I've actually been thinking about this for a while. Okay. It's a, uh, the, the movie is there's a, a, someone creates a simulation. Like, like you can make a simulation now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in our reality, you can create reality and right. it's like indistinguishable from what's actually going on. And it allows you to like, like restart your life at any point. Okay. So you can like go in and you restart your life up to where you've lived so far. So it's like you are in the simulation. Right. Right. So, so, so you, you can like go in at any point. Um, or you, you like maybe like the, the thing, no. Cause like the idea is like, it's reality, the base. Okay. So maybe you can go in like now. Cause that may not make sense. So like wherever you are in your life now, you can go into the simulation, but if you have any illnesses, they go away. If you have any things you can like choose to erase from your memory, like that goes away in the simulation It's perfectly how you want to construct it. But the key is once you go in, you can't come back out. It's a permanent thing. Okay. And so the whole thing is it's like a utopia. It's pitched to the public. It's like advertised. It's a utopia. It's brand new utopia. And the 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 people who created this don't go in. They just made this, but they want to stay in actual reality and make their money. They don't want to live a fake life. They just made this as like a thing. But what happens is weird little things start start happening. Weird little glitches start happening in the utopia. Inevitably goes to what humans are going to do, when they start fighting, war breaks out, and it completely breaks down to chaos. And it's this horrible society, and no one really knows what's going on on the outside. It's still pitched as this utopia going. Oh, and don't so know. people immediately go in, and they're in this fucking hell, and they're like, what is happening here? And they can't get out uh-huh. until. Maybe like... uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah, there we go. (laughs) One person finds out how to go back and forth, right? This guy's like, what's happening? And he like finds a portal back. And he starts telling people and the and the people who are running this, they try and shut him up. There's a whole bunch of people who try sure. to like like quiet him and it's yep. this whole thing They're of too many Is questions. he real? Is he not? And then like maybe he's got a bit of a sketchy past to, uh, too past two, right? Which like adds another layer. And so he's done some stuff, so no one trusts him, but so there's there's ways to go here. And eventually this guy figures it out, big deal. And like maybe there's like other so that's pretty much the movie, right? Okay. And he ends up saving it and they fix it and everyone's happy and whatever. Um, another like twist could be that time goes faster in one of the two. So like, let's say you go in time's going faster when you come out. So just like another cool element to the movie. Like it goes twice as fast. Mm. So you got to hurry up and do this while. Yeah. So what do you think of the movie? i w I'm gonna green light it okay. for
0: my studio. That's two green lights. Yep. So it's greenlit, but I will be particular about casting. Yeah, so. I, I
2: thought Tom Cruise was a little low hanging fruit there. I just that, thought Ryan Reddit's type of movie. So I the two guys that popped up into my head were Joseph Gordon Levitt. Ooh, okay. Or John Krasinski. Ooh. Mm. Interesting. Ooh. Well Jim Jim, Jim, Jim Halpert action. Okay.
1: I you know, I could see He's done. Uh, he did. What was it like? Splinter Cell or something? Tom Clancy. I uh, did or, uh, a Quiet Place. Jack Reacher. You know, it's funny. I say Splinter Cell. I think he did a Tom Clancy movie, and I just said Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. <laughs> yeah. Splinter Cell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's that's. I, I would approve that okay. for for okay. some casting. Here's um, what. I, here's who I would say. Because who's, anti- who's the uh the I guess he'd be the antagonist. Who's like the creator of the
0: company who wants to stop everything, and he. Yeah, who's sure. Uh I'm gonna go with. It has to be someone that everyone thinks. Actually, that's Tom Cruise. Tom mm. Cruise is the bad guy.
2: Ooh, okay. He's so usually bad. the
0: good guy. He's uh, he, in one movie where he was a bad guy. If you've ever seen Collateral, he was awesome. So Tom Cruise runs the simulation. Yeah. He's the evil guy. Okay. But the the protagonist, this is gonna be. Uh, it's got to be someone <sighs> that you wouldn't normally cast in this role. It's Steve Buscemi. Ooh. <laughs> Steve Buscemi <Yeah. laughs> is the protagonist in his love interest. uh, Because there has to be that, right? You didn't mention that, but every movie needs a romantic touch, right? There's got to be a a girl in the
1: simulation that he likes, and he doesn't want to leave behind or something. Who's the girl? You know who we've talked about on the show a lot? Mm. Natalie Portman. Mm. Uh, Well, because she... uh, Uh, A a Steve Buscemi, Natalie Portman love scene? (laughs) Greenlight it. (laughs) Well, just to refresh our our new audience, one of our old uh, movie ideas was a time travel, and this gets a little... Little uh, sketchy, so for the kids out there you may want to skip this part. But it was a time travel and the the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the portal was Natalie Portman's wormhole. Yeah. That's <laughs> that right. was the, the, the twist. They have my sham on twist. It yep. was Natalie Portman's Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. So, so can I give you my bad guy real quick? Yes, yes. And
2: so hear me out. He's got very little acting experience, but some. Donald J. Trump. Oh, the Donald!
0: <laughs> the Look, ton. it's gonna get a lot of clicks. It's gonna For get sure. a lot of clicks from from certain people, and
2: uh, we're gonna have a crazy budget. Half is, half the country is uh, gonna love him as the bad guy.
1: Who is in the uh, sheep movie? Sheep? The, the the sheep movie? Sheep? Sheep? Uh, the don? Uh, the you know the old horror movie? Yeah. Oh, the Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is the main? Anthony favorite? Hopkins. Yes, that, mm-hmm. he's a good. He's a great well, bad I would have guy. Never yeah. Gotten that from sheep movie? <laughs> sheep
0: movie. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, no, because there oh, are no. Wow. There's the the but I do the lambs the don't today. make an appearance in Doesn't the movie. They say.
1: Hello, Clarice. Yes.
0: It's a great yeah. movie. That, that's an outdated movie review. Yeah, right there. for sure. That's what I was thinking. Um, the, the lambs don't make a, a, an appearance. So that's why it was tough when you said sheep movie, but mm. I understood what you were going for. Well, so there you go. That's my movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm into Netflix.
1: It. Feel free to take it. Just send a check if you do use it. Because I want to watch that. I just don't want to go through the, the five year process mm. of making it and sure. spending someone else's money on it. So don't make it for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, next, this is just a little note I have. It, it's been a while since we've been away. Have you guys been? It's good. You guys good? Pretty good. Um, uh, this little note. So there may be some random stuff I'm bringing up just to get off my chest. True. Sure. I don't understand why anyone would order a hard taco when you can get a soft taco. Mm. Soft tacos are so much more superior. Mm. I'm anti-hard taco. I'm mostly in your favor here, but
2: there are times when a hard shell is perfect, though. So I, I really like a hard shell when the meat's been in there long enough so you get a little bit soft at, mm. on the bottom. Mm-hmm. If it's all crunch, it just chores up you, your gums. Yeah, and, it's no good. You yeah. can fry your own
0: soft shell tor- to tortillas and make them into the, your homemade hard shell and then they don't collapse
1: or like crumble. They're fantastic. It's a little too fancy for my good, but yeah. uh, <laughs> Allie, um, she likes uh, hard tacos. Mm. And so How there's a that? lot of ways to go with that. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful, everyone. Okay. Okay. Um, next year uh there's a parking epidemic going on there is something serious going on with parkers and it's getting worse now i I, i'm big on parking you know about this it's important to me i care about it but we we live um, in a society well we're living in a society but it's getting worse and i i I (laughs) know, you know what i'm thinking about doing is pulling a gerald Bravlosky. Or is that Randy, whoever does it in South Park and start giving people fake tickets who just park? Horribly? Gerald does it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a, <laughs> yeah. A bad, a fake parking ticket. Yeah, I, obviously oh, would I, I approve do that. that.
1: But, but look, it's getting so bad. And so this is why I can't wait for self-driving cars. I don't care about the driving. The self-driving cars will be cool for driving. cars. That is where it's going. There's not going to be a car that is parked crooked over one way too much, mm. taking up two spots symmetry over the over the front too far or or too far in the back sure oh and, and, and we're in colorado and so when it snows people have to try and guess where the lines are and it's just yeah that's chaos so the parking when cars are driving themselves what about heated oh, what a world that's gonna parking be. lines so that the oh, snow
0: can't idea. sit there and we see
2: where the lines are let's take it to shark tank
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I uh it. i
2: had a personal parking snafu recently well, A snafu right? yeah so as you guys know, I may have said it on the show, but just got a uh, new car in October. Oh yeah, uh, to keep that thing cherry, I put a garage door opener on on the old garage. Nice. Keep it cherry, and, uh, but you know my house is, is is old, so the garages aren't you know as big as they are now. Sure. You know, um, pretty much you can you can fit your car in there with just enough room to get out. Um, but the other day I actually had my dog with me, so I was trying to pull one side over. Just to give myself extra room on the other, mm-hmm. and I wasn't paying attention, and I just hear it scraping oh, no. across, yep, all, all, all oh, along the side no. of my car. Did the throw you out now? Yeah. Oh no! How God. bad is it? It's it's not great. Oh no! God, I'm still Smitty. I'm still beating myself up about it, dude. How uh, how, so how, how, so how, how long is it? How
1: far? How uh, oh, a couple man. feet? He's he's, Maybe. he's yeah. So he's so his I think I
2: can get the paint feet. off. Um, but there's a couple uh, substantial dents.
0: Oh man, hey, that's, that's a the best of us. Oh, oh, man. new car too, it and summer, a, it's a uh, it's what a Mercedes uh, E class. Yep, E class. Yep. So a, a, a double whammy there. Yeah. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, maybe a D class after that. But yeah, but I mean, self
2: driving <laughs> cars that would have never happened oh, or self parking. That shit's wait, never so. actually coming. They've
0: been saying that for the last five years. They said we were going to have self driving cars
1: now. And I feel like I. But, but who's who they? Like, like first of all, we do you have, know we do have <laughs> <laughs> we do have self driving cars. It's only a matter of time. When cars were first introduced to people, and mm. they were a brand new thing, there were still horses on the road. There were people who thought cars wouldn't be a thing. There be were people cool who, of
0: horses were still on the road so, now.
1: So ten years into cars, people were still saying, "I thought this would be more of a thing." And right. it, like, The acceleration to cars was a lot faster than this is going to be, but it's sure. just going to take time and like You're right like it'll be t- like
0: 10 years or like 20 years or something it's gonna take some
1: time before everyone well i want a jetpack so when those come out that's I, I don't I think we're gonna get the jetpacks but i'm into it okay um i am uh stepping away from sports betting wow have we talked about this wow. not on the wow. podcast let's talk about it on the pod yeah yeah let's uh let's go over it um i'm retiring we're retiring. Well, he's hanging the jersey in the rafter. <laughs> yeah, I'm retiring to a different job. I'm going to get a uh, a job now in data science. That's okay. pretty much what I've been doing when with sports betting. Mm-hmm. But uh, it comes down to really because a lot of people ask me why, and I figure this is a good opportunity to kind of talk about it just briefly. Just um, you know, a big part of the show, but. It comes down to the way I did it, the way I bet, the way I made money. It was a very much a, a lifestyle type thing. And Allie and I got married last year, as you know. We talked about it on the pod. And uh, shout out well, Allie. Yeah, we got uh, shout out Allie, and uh, we got married June last year. And so there's just differences. I mean, we've been together for now four and a half years, and so she's she's seen the ups and downs. You know, she's oh, sure. seen what it is, and it is a roller coaster. Now the the it's always going up. You know, and that's one thing I can count on every year is you know you take the ma- the magnifying glass away and it's money going up but at the end of the day there's up weeks there's down weeks and she was great through all of it but I'm just kind of sick of that that that's one of the reasons it's not the it's main reason lifestyle. it definitely is and the hours you put in and the work that it is i mean you know sometimes for for the the payoff isn't fantastic you know i mean it's it's a it's a good living but it's not a great living the way i can you know, I was. I don't have a million dollar bankroll to start with. You gotta bet with you know what you have and, and keep it going. And I, like I said, I did it for seven years, and it was good. But there's also two main reasons why this is happening, and those can both be solved with, or be answered with one word. Do you guys want to guess the other two reasons, two main reasons? Mm, no. So the first is uh, taxes. Oh sure. Oh, okay. yeah. Uncle That's Sam. one thing. And, and so government keeps ta- uh, uh, taxing more and more. Right. And look, I honestly have not It hasn't been a huge deal for me up to this point because I haven't made as much as some of these people, you know, who it's it's crazy in this in the sports betting industry. But they taxed an unfair amount, in my opinion. So that's one. And the other is insurance. People don't think about insurance. And I've been paying private insurance now for seven years. And it's gotten expensive. It's it's getting more and more expensive. And again, Allie and having a family, all that stuff, it's just like, you know what? Hang it up, get a job in data science. Shout make, out to the government <laughs> and for making it it's make, not like making you don't have you. the skills that you already learned. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this for a, a side job. I'm going to look to make a certain amount every year. I actually kind of have an amount that I want to make, like a goal uh, as, as a side job. And you're right. Like, I have the skills. I love this industry. I'm only going to get better with my data science skills as well. So I'm only going to make better models and for those who don't because we don't talk about it a bunch on here my specialty is artificial intelligence so what i do is like to the core is ai so a lot of the models i use they're used neural networks and different levels of ai so that's what i'm excited for is uh, as a hobby now on the side i can d- improve my sports betting keep kicking wheels ass in the bet board and <laughs> getting better By that one way. game <laughs> yeah. but uh no look yeah, I, so i think it's a smart move look
0: if you gotta i mean you got uh what's the the term is always like oh i got a big nut right you got bills to pay you have uh you have Ally's crippling addiction to hard shell tacos <laughs> and on the down <laughs> weeks where the games don't go your way she gets very upset we know that and yeah, if you don't provide course. her with hard shell tacos <laughs> then uh she frankly she gets violent she and does so- but
1: uh well look it, i think it's also best because with my data science stuff Let's face it, like I can get into something where I'm making more than I was. It was a lifestyle choice, you know, betting sports, being at home, hanging out with the pup all day. It it was all that, but ready for a change, ready to mix it up. But, uh, yeah, that's what's going on there. Look out, world, because Tyler Walgie's back (laughs) in the workforce. I'll let you know what I get. Now, I am going to continue betting until like July or so, maybe even August, because uh, I'm finishing up school right now, kind of going back, polishing up a few things. And so that's when I'm going to finish and kind of get into everything. So mm-hmm. uh, stay tuned. I'll let you know exactly what I end up doing. But until then, I'm going to be still swimming in the waters. So I think you just missed the water cooler talk. I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're going
0: to be back to it. So. Right. I love um, it. I think it's a great move. But
1: I thought it'd be appropriate to do a quick game. Uh, okay. Quick game on the way out. Uh, what have we learned? Sports betting. Mm. All right, and this will be multiple choice. Uh, if you made a four-team parlay. Every week instead of single bets. So if every bet you make was a four-teamer in place of a single bet and you place, on average, three bets a weekend, during the college ball season, how much faster will you lose your money placing the parlays compared to placing the singles? Will you lose it twice as fast, three times as fast, four times, or five times? I'm going to go five times as fast. Four. Ryan is correct. You will lose your money four times faster Making 14 parlays on average compared to singles. All right, uh, next. If you bet every over or every under in the last 10 years, which, if either, would you have been profitable betting? One of them is more profitable, though, or is this
0: a trick question? Because I'm going to say— It's,
1: it's an th- ABC, so A would be uh, over, B would be uh, uh, under, C would be neither. I'm going to say neither. I think that you would end up losing because of the vague, right? Ryan, answer? Mm. The juice. I'll, I'll just say under. Uh, Will's correct there. Yes, because of the minus 110, it is powerful enough to where anything over 52.4% would be profitable one way or the other over the last 10 years. It's fifty point eight percent to the unders. That's how wow. good. That's what we talk about all the time. Like why, why you should respect the market and don't look at these lines and thinking these are actually very efficient lines, right? This is an efficient market. When people talk about the market, you compare it to the stock market. Now the stock market is so much bigger, so much more liquidity goes into the stock market. So it's 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 different in that way. But they're actually the exact same thing. So when you when you when you think about the market, you know. A good example, and I actually heard Billy Walters talking about this recently, and it's a perfect example. If you bought Apple stock right now, you could buy $3 million of Apple stock. You could buy probably $30 million of Apple stock right now. And you know what the price of Apple would do? Nothing. Nothing. Right. It wouldn't yeah. even move. <laughs> if you bet an NBA basketball game, and you bet $25,000, that line's moving a half point. If you bet $50,000, maybe $75,000, that line move is moving a half point. So, that's the the thing is is there still markets? There's still uh, it's an efficient market. It's just less liquidity, less efficiency. But at the end of the day, this proves that the minus one ten is too tough to beat. Yeah, it just is. The house always wins. The probably. house always wins. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, finally here, if we have an accurate model, okay, let's pretend we have a, a sports betting model and it gives us always the the very perfect line, okay, and we think the line should be Toledo minus three and a half, and the line is toledo minus two and a half on average how much value in terms of a percentage does that provide us five percent eight percent eleven percent or fourteen percent advantage
2: I just realized yes. how far out of my element I am <laughs> placing these sports Me bets, dude. I'm going to go
0: 14%.
2: That is correct. 14% right.
1: advantage. Think I, about that, though. Just when, it was a guess, by the way. When, when <laughs> so you pl- was my first one. To, to bring that to light, what that mean, when you sit down at a roulette table and you play red or black or even or odd or whatever it may be, the edge against you is about 4.5%, right? So the house edge against you is 4.5%, a.k.a. their advantage is 4.5% if we have a two and a half and it should be three and a half our advantage is up to 14 percent that's how powerful knowing what the line should be on the swing of a three sure. and executing on the two and a half so uh yeah there you go a little uh, uh, little quiz to wrap things up incredible Damn. I can't believe you're hanging him up hanging it up
0: is gonna it, get out there and uh the- going out on on top like Jordan though you're not you're <laughs> not Vince uh Vince Carter Hanging around for four years, you know, too late after you should,
2: or like
1: LeBron. John some Elway. Say. <laughs> I'm going out like Elway. There we go. Or yeah, Peyton. Same absolutely. idea. Michael so.
2: Jordan, John Elway. Pretty sure they both oh. had pretty serious gambling problems. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they
1: could have helped with uh maybe They could have had the bankroll, Yeah. Um, yeah, the bankroll. That's what you need with them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and I did go out on top because I won the, the bet board. Final year. That would have been sad incredible. if I lost the bet board. Well, we're still going to bet. so. Well, the bet board's still happening. The you you got a shot, Will. I only lost by one game. So incredible. There um, you go.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. Join the uh, the Patreon, patreon.com slash Tailgate. We'll see you soon.